0: Chapter 11 of Tilda Jane's Orphans. This is a LibriVox recording. All the LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Tilda Jane's Orphans by Marshall Saunders. Chapter 11 it was saturday morning two weeks later and tilda jane and perletta were exceedingly busy with the baking for sunday the little girl went to school every day now and when saturday came she had a particularly occupied time while she and the big girl made pies and cakes grandpa and the pup sat in two chairs side by side the little dog was growing famously and had become as settled in his daily routine as any member of the family he slept on grandpa's bed at his feet the old man had with much difficulty broken him of his tiresome habit of playing in the middle of the night and of waking him by tugging at his white hair in the morning now puppy had his playthings on the bed his rubber doll his beef bones washed clean of all particles of meat and his ball if he woke in the morning before his guardian did he was obliged to play by himself when Grandpa got up and began to dress slowly and painfully on account of his lameness a hilarious time came for the pup he would cunningly watch Grandpa till his woolen socks were half on his stiff foot then presto away went the sock under the bed in the puppy's mouth come here good dog Grandpa would say pleadingly and puppy in return would give an aggravating extremely youthful bark finding that persuasion was of no avail Grandpa would seize one of his crutches and strike it sharply on the floor bad dog this always amused the pup excessively that old man had never struck him and never would and seizing the sock with a firmer grip he would dash round and round the room until grandpa's head was dizzy as a last resort grandpa would go to a box on the table lift the cover and take out a morsel of puppy biscuit cunningly holding it in one hand he would endeavor to snatch the sock as puppy came near however in time the clever little dog became such an adept in retaining the sock and obtaining the biscuit that grandpa was obliged to have recourse to other devices every article of clothing was put on under difficulties puppy ran off with his shoes hung on his coat tails gnawed his trouser legs and yet to the amazement of his family grandpa with the utmost patience permitted this gradual deterioration of his wardrobe One of Hank's duties was to go down on his hands and knees every night of his life and draw out from under Grandpa's bed the various articles secreted there during the day by the mischievous pup. His reflections as he did so were often entertaining in the extreme. This Saturday morning he had obliged to attend to his duty, neglected the night before, and was just piling the recovered articles on the bed, talking to himself as he did so greatly to the amusement of tilda jane and perletta who heard him through the open door there he ejaculated after another sweep under the bed with a broom here comes somebody's thimble all bent on one side like a battered hat you wouldn't think the puppy had so much power in his jaws i miss my silver thimble two days agone cried perletta with a kind of screech one that was guv me you don't mean to say he laid paws on that looks like it said hank grimly and he put in her hand the chewed piece of silver hush girl exclaimed grandpa when she burst into howls of dismay how much was grandpa drew out his purse here's a dollar he said grandly go buy yourself too." perletta's lamentations ceased as suddenly as they had begun and hank with a red face made another dive under the bed seems to me this looks like my turn he said dryly two men's gloves good dog-skin one thumb chewed off and three fingers now when in the name of common sense did that young sarpent nab those he ain't allowed upstairs now is he no said tilda jane soberly but the naughty little thing sneaks up whenever our backs are turned i think grandpa ought to have a small switch for him don't you lay a finger on that dog said grandpa hastily and he put a protecting hand over the wicked little head with his rolling eyes sleepily upturned to him he'll improve when he's older how much are your gloves worth hank two dollars said the young man come here said his father again taking out his purse there five dollars said hank gravely but with a wink at tilda jane i owe you three dollars sir and he bought out his own purse next said hank leaving the kitchen and more going down on one knee by the bed two dark green neckties pretty well masticated i guess there's yours sir let that pass said the old man with a wave of his hand i don't care seems to me puppy's been neglecting you tilda jane remarked hank here's something coming and she cautiously drew the broom toward him my what a mess Nutmegs chewed considerable. One half-eaten apple, a piece of pie, why he's setting up a lunch counter under your bed, father, some rags. My new cup towels, exclaimed Tilda Jane, in distress, torn to ribbons, and I only hemmed them night before last. A book continued, Hank, with an unmoved face. Desperation, if it ain't my library book. I'll be fine for that, six leaves gone at the first middle missing and no end and a heap of paper in the southwest corner of the bed valance if this is retail work what will that pup be when he goes into business wholesale grandpa can i get a little switch asked tilda jane pleadingly a nice little switch a tender one just to let him know he can't take everything under your bed i don't want his spirit broken i'll scarcely whip him at all said tilda jane kindly i'll whip the table leg and myself too a little and talk cross to him i can make him cry and whine just as easy and feel he's a bad dog and at last but not least said hank solemnly a great big roll of something in a corner the new gown i bought for you father by all that's filial tassels chewed off and a big v out of the skirt as he spoke he rose and tragically held out the red flowered gown Grandpa stared at it and then turned to tilda jane i guess you better get the switch, sissy a slender one quite slender but get it it ain't fair to give you so much sewing well i'm off for the mill explained hank rising and brushing off his knee the very first chance i get i'll drive in a lot of hooks round the walls so you can hang things up out of that pup's way if i don't and he keeps on at that rate by the time he's six months old we'll be as destitute of clothes as the go without ems in central africa now dad mind this is a half holiday being saturday i'm going to keep you all the afternoon in the sunshine it's just the day for a sleigh ride all right said Grandpa agreeably and hank hurried from the house Grandpa's eyes turned to the puppy. He had just dropped off to sleep, and in a short time would wake up. Eat, sleep, and play. That summed up his life. He was a terrible care, yet Grandpa looked at him with certain satisfaction. He's getting to enjoy dog company, Hank often used to say to Tilda Jane, and it shows that no sane person can be happy without responsibility if it's only a pup. Another cause of gratitude Grandpa had, in spite of the pup's bad actions, was that he had certainly benefited the rheumatism that you Used to torture the old man especially at night it's the gentle warmth of the dog sleeping on your feet said hank you never did have half enough clothes on you at night and you wouldn't coddle yourself with hot water bottles as some old folks do perletta the irrepressible whenever the subject came up had a long string of stories to relate about the person in her part of the country who had been cured of sciatica and rheumatism by sleeping with dogs and cats Tilda Jane tried to listen patiently to her stories, for no one else liked the poor girl. Perletta was undoubtedly peculiar. She was rude, awkward, foolish, and forward. She went about with a dissatisfied frown on her face, except at such times when she indulged in silly good humor, or in cunning attempts to draw attention to herself. She was terribly jealous of Tilda Jane, who was a general favorite to be an orphan too she used to say gloomily yet tilda jane she gets all the soft words cause she's got sense hank would remark piteously and you haven't well why ain't i got it Pears to me i have and then if you were in the humor you would enter upon a long argument on the subject on this particular morning she had kept asking tilda jane if she did not hear a voice in the air calling perletta 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 no said tilda jane soberly i hear nothing but the tea kettle singing there's something calling me three times by spells persisted perletta i wonder what it's a sign of it's a sign that you're not making that apple pear work quite enough said tilda jane i shall have my pie crust ready long before the apples are sliced tilda said grandpa suddenly tilda get me my dog book the little girl reached to a shelf behind her and handed him a handsome volume with a picture of a dog on the cover grandpa opened the book and began to read to himself in a low voice as he often did until a dog is matured he must be a source of anxiety to one who knows the risks during this age of growth and development there are however times of greater danger or critical periods these are when being weaned when getting the permanent teeth and between these two periods chiefly or to put it otherwise till the puppy is eight or nine months old grandpa sighed and turned over the leaf the most important factor of all in the environment is the individual who undertakes the work of rearing puppies if he lacks intelligence and sympathetic feeling with dogs by which alone they can be comprehended it is idle to hope that any directions will be of avail grandpa reached out a hand and patted the sleeping head nearly eighty and i never knew that before then he continued his reading a litter that with the same general management will grow up to the highest perfection they are capable of under one man will be miserable culls under another who neglects details of adaptation litter exclaimed grandpa breaking off suddenly that means a lot thank fortune i've only got one he gave a slight shudder at the thought of a number of pups equally destructive equally troublesome ranging through his small house Tilda jane he said after a few minutes when he was obligated to put his book aside to prevent the roused pup from chewing it this dog is getting too much soft food he's got to have more crusts and crackers very well gramps she said agreeably and some meat continued the old man i've just been reading that all puppies after eight weeks require a little meat for the dogs are flesh eaters i'll mint some fine for him at dinner-time grandpa and the, the books says thoroughbred dogs should not go in the street before six months of age lest they get distemper from other dogs tilda jane raised her flushed face from the oven door that she was just closing on the completed pies that's so Grandpa, but i guess it doesn't matter for curs like your dog and mine that doesn't sound like you sissy he said severely ain't curs as good as race dogs oh yes sir i didn't mean that she said anxiously i just meant i don't want to keep the curs from having fun i think that pup ought to go out some of these sunny days i mean for walks of course i've always exercised him in the yard he wants something more now he's growing so fast but he's got a cold in his throat said Grandpa. he rattles in his sleep i hope he don't keep you awake said the little girl never mind about me replied Grandpa hastily talk about the dog i was figuring that if the creature went with his bare feet in the snow and ice it would give him more cold that dog wants onion sass interposed her lettuce suddenly onion stewed with lemon juice dropped in after that'll cure the rattling grandpa's face was quite concerned i gave him some sweet oil she added he gobbles it right up but the book says you mustn't dose puppies too much he'll get stronger as he gets older said tilda jane consolingly nobody could take better care of him than you do Grandpa. for you never let him get too hot or too cold and he is scarcely out of your sight which is the right way to raise good dogs and good babies you gotta watch the little creatures that's reasonable said Grandpa. and now about this going out how would driving do just the thing said tilda jane clapping her hands you could wrap him all up but his cunning little head make him a little coat said Grandpa. make it right away i did think of making a pudding for dinner said tilda jane but let the pudding go let it go we'll eat bread and butter said Grandpa. where's your cloth get her work-basket perletta i think perletta had better go on stoning those raisins said tilda jane i can imagine the coat by myself Grandpa, was always in a great hurry where the pup was concerned, glanced at the clock. It's ten already, soon it will be eleven, and then we're close on dinner time. You'd better make haste. You can run the thing up on the sewing machine, Hank brought. I want the dog to wear it this afternoon. Tilda Jane got a roll of black broadcloth that had been left from Grandpa's new Sunday suit. Now she said we must fit Doggy. You hold him up, Grandpa. End of Chapter 11